Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. We trying to behave ourselves on the story, but y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think it is. Tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Friday, and I am back with a brand new episode of TGIF. As you can see, I already got my Tito's and Sprite, so you know it's going to be on a pocket tonight. Mm. Without further ado, let me introduce my fantastic co-host. Um, please welcome brand strategist, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> kind of gave me that Andrew Caldwell deep voice just now, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> Y'all know I, I'm giving all this fighting a cold. It may be deep. It may be squeaky. We don't know. Oh, you sick? Who he you had a gentleman caller. <laughs> no damn gentleman could have been caller. <laughs> There's an echo right now. Do you hear the echo? Uh, you know, we have a bit of an echo. Uh, let me go, let's let's reset. We have an echo. Let's fix it. We're gonna take a quick break. Fix this issue. And is that cool? We'll come right back. No? Okay, never mind. We won't come back. We were gonna we're gonna fix it on the fly. Please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host. Uh with the uh I see the changes in your forehead there. You're looking good, Q. Uh Funky Dineva, what's up? Hey y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> what changes, girl? All this you you talking about all this this you oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm natural. What's she talking about? You know what? I I am I am mistaken. It's from all that hydration, all that water that your body's not used to. Your cells have just, you know, they've expanded. They've, they've, oh, they've, 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 they've he got he got he got y'all can go down listen, listen. With Botox. Y'all can go down to the YouTube and see the video of my first experience getting Botox. I got two vials put into my wow. forehead. And I go back at the end of next week for my follow-up treatment. I'm getting my crow's feet done and my marionette lines done and anything else <laughs> up here. Um, and yeah, um, I've it before. I, I never thought that I would do it. I went to a party that they were having at the IV clinic where they were going over all the different products that they have. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I, I was like, if I don't like it and if I get stuck in the permanent surprise face, it wears off. So why not? You know, people, and I was one of them that, that looked down on Botox until I figured out what it was. And it's not bad. It just, it just stops the aging process for like four months. You know, yeah. it stops you from really frowning up your forehead. And then you mm -hmm. have that smooth forehead. Let's see who can raise their eyebrows the furthest. Al, can you raise your eyebrows? Oh, you got Botox. I got it. We all, so we all got it. We all team Botox. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, the difference between me and y'all is, see, y'all got it because y'all needed it. 
I, oh. Mine was preventative. Oh. They said if you get it, I got him. I got him. I'm going to let him finish. <laughs> First of all, I wasn't thinking about Botox in my 30s. So the fact that you're getting it now is from that hard living and, 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 and living hard and being put away wet. I just got it knocking on, four, on 50. Okay. okay. Y'all could wish to look this young <laughs> at this age. Okay. They said, they said if you get it before you need it, they'll never know you had it. So that's the Bible that I'm swearing on. Okay. Now that we're clear, there will be no Botox shaming on the show because we all fake ass bitches right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right, y'all. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So let's sit back, relax, and get your drink. What you drinking tonight? What y'all drinking? I got um, some that same Sky Baca that gentleman McCullough left over here mixed hmm. with a little bit of Simply Peach. Oh, okay. That sounds good. And Al, you're sick, so you shouldn't be drinking Al. What are you drinking? Water? Just regular water? Just regular water. Al, real talk. Tomorrow, you should consider going and getting an Immunoboost IV. I get an IV for everything. You were actually on FaceTime with me when I was getting the IV. Right, right. You should go I, get I, an like Immunoboost you should get an immunoboost IV. DC. Anybody soulmates are from DC or the DMB and where I can get an IV drip, you know, hit us in the chat, please. Okay, before we get into the stories, Al, congrats to your niece on crossing Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated at Virginia Commonwealth University. I know you're proud, you're having a proud uncle moment, so you asked us to include this. So congratulations to your niece. Yes. You oh, know. Soror, we say you. Right there. Look at that right there. That's a talented AKA. She's also a Reynolds. Uh, her line name is Sasha Fierce, number 38. Uh, congratulations to all, all the lovers of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated from Theta Road Chapter of Virginia Commonwealth University. And also, uh, you know, she comes from a long line of AKAs. My sister, Gwen, and Pam, Fulamina, Coretta, Janice, Janice, Tanya, all in our family who are AKAs. This meant a lot to Nia. Nia, I'm so proud of you. And welcome to the Divine Nine. All right. With that being said, we got all the formalities out the way and the drinking, the Botox updates and the families doing their thing. Let's get into some hot topics. OK. Apparently, Mike Tyson punched a man who provoked him uh, multiple times on a flight to Florida, of course. Uh, take a look at this video from TMZ Sports. This is George talking to Mike Tyson, bro. This is crazy, bro. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Now, here's a clip of Mike Tyson responding to the man after being provoked one too many times. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Mike, Mike, come on. Now, witness uh, said Tyson was initially cool and even took a selfie with the overly excited man. But the man kept trying to talk to Tyson, which resulted in Tyson punching him. Tyson claimed that the man allegedly threw a bottle at him before the altercation. What are your thoughts on the story? And do you think the guy should be held responsible for provoking Tyson? Let's go to you first. Al, what do you think? I was going to say this. Uh, so, Maze, let me tell you how small the, the world is or the entertainment world is. Um, my my ex actually got the exclusive of Mike Tyson during the 90s, the early 90s, when he was accused of rape of that beauty pageant woman. And Claudia was testifying at that trial. Claudia was actually escorted. Is what her name? Desiree? Des Desiree? Desiree Washington. Desiree Washington. Claudia actually went with her to the, the hospital with the rape kit on her. But anyway, I said all that to say Mike Tyson has come an extremely long way for rape, uh, drug abuse and addiction, um, domestic violence. You know, his daughter, 
um, you know, um, you know, strangled on a, a, a cord while, you know, with the wife. Um, he's just been through a heck of a lot. And he, over the last couple of years, has years has been very good in keeping his nose and, and staying out of rehab. And this is just unfortunate because how they originally covered this <clears throat> was just salacious, salacious, like only for us to see the full video and see that not only was he antagonized, but the guy did throw a bottle at him, which eventually after all that time of just time of just being on, Mike had enough and he, he snapped and he beat him up. So, you know, I'm team Mike on this one, guys. I know that he probably shouldn't have laid his hands on him, but he was, he was chastising him. And that's just not, not right. I'm it's the only part that I hope doesn't happen. And as of today, there hasn't been any police report filed, but hopefully Hopefully this guy doesn't sue Mike and get I can get any of. Okay, uh, Q, what do you think? Mike did what any rational human being would do. <clears throat> that man was standing behind him in his personal space on an airplane, steady bothering him. And this is what this generation get: always trying to get a TikTok moment or an Instagram moment or a viral moment. Who thought he was doing something because he was, you know, antagonizing Mike Tyson? And people assume that because people are celebrities that they're just going to sit up there and put up with your foolishness for entertainment purposes. He got everything he deserved. Mike Tyson should have whooped his ass. Quite frankly, where were the, uh, uh, if anybody should be sued, it should be the airline because where was the airline people, the stewardess and whatnot when the man was cutting up like that? Like Al said, I hope Tyson don't get a lawsuit Unfortunately, we know he probably is, but I would have done the same doggone thing if somebody was standing behind me bothering me on an airplane. Now, as much as I'm not a Mike Tyson fan because he did rape and be convicted of raping my best friend in high school, which he did do it and admitted it at the trial. Read the transcript. He admitted it. Um, and also he's responsible for me getting kicked off the foxhole radio. But that's a whole nother thing that would be in my book and my memoirs. I will say this. Uh, what, when I watched the video, Mike was in the right. I will say that I, I'm not going to hate on this guy in this particular situation because of my personal feelings. The man and fans got to stay in a fan's place, like leave this man alone. Like any person would react that way. That guy was totally out of line and he got what he deserved. And I and it was probably a money grab to see someone out there. They was on JetBlue. Mike Tyson, I don't think was in first class. He had access. He harassed him. And yeah, uh, I guess the guy got what he deserved in this case. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm going to. Not say much more on that. Moving on, uh, after the Oscar slap incident, it was reported that Will Smith was planning to discuss what happened on Jada's Red Table talk show. Uh, but yesterday, the show released its guest lineup for the new season. And can y'all believe Will Smith is not on the list? Jada, yo, oh. Jada, oh my God. Okay, after the list was posted, Jada Pinkett Smith went to social media and posted this message. Considering all that has happened in the last few weeks, the Smith family has been focusing on deep healing. Some of the discoveries around our healing will be shared at the table when time calls. Until then, the table will continue offering itself to powerful, inspiring, and healing testimonies uh, like that of our incredibly impressive first guest. What are your thoughts on this news? And were you guys expecting, you know, the, the red table to be the place to at least let Will redeem himself or explain himself? What do y'all think? Al, you want to go first on this one? Um, you know, this is so confusing to me because, you know, she said that she said they're not yet. 
However, the red table is supposed to be a place, like she said, right, that it's offer itself to powerful, inspiring and healing testimonies. Why wasn't he the first guest on the first uh, episode? But you know what the real tea here is, uh, uh, Claudia, is I went to her Instagram because I wanted to know what, you know what people think about her after this. Because as we see, Jada's taken a huge hit. A lot of people are feeling some kind of way about her. And you know what she did? She has turned off all her all her comments, all engagement on her um, Instagram. This is leading me to believe that I don't know how long that red table is going to be around. I know they're back for this season, but I don't think we're going to we're going to ever build at the table because I'm not sure they're going to be renewed for another season. Okay. Q, what do you think? I definitely think they made the best decision for their family, which is to keep Will away from that damn table. It's that damn table that got him in this situation in the first place. If emasculation is Will's issue, then we have to look back at that first red table talk and what that looked like. Yes, you know, number one rule of journalism, don't become the story. You know what I'm saying? Their family does need a deep healing. They thought that they were doing something so progressive by coming forward and this is the type of relationship we're in and this is what we do and this is how we raise our kids and this is yada, 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 yada. And some stuff is meant to be kept behind closed doors. Listen, y'all, we do not need no interview from Will at this point to deduce how he feels about the whole damn situation. Anybody with two brain cells that actually work at 50% capacity understand what Will feels and probably what he is going to say. They need to keep their personal marital business off of that damn table and keep that to the guest. I guess playing devil's advocate, I'd have to say, well, they gave us everything else. And now the biggest story that they've been involved in, we don't get to hear that. When it it did come out that they were going to talk about it on the show, I did. We all, I think, collectively said, oh, my God, this was all for the red table. Right. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was like, you know, we're never happy. Right. Like if they didn't do it, we're like, damn it, we should know. And if they do do it, we'd be like, oh, they're cloud chasing. So I think it's a lose lose situation for them. But I would like Jada maybe. Um. I would, I would love to see Jada maybe say some supportive words in support of her husband because it kind of feels like he's been kind of left out there and she's kind of like, we're healing. And, and Will is being, you know, kind of taking the brunt of all of this. So I, mean, I have it wasn't- a question. I have a question. Is Will still in the rehab? Remember he checked into a, into a rehab, he checked into a luxury rehab um, to manage the stress that he was experiencing, allegedly, uh, checked into rehab to manage the stress that he was experiencing from the bash of the slab. Do we know if he's still in rehab? I don't know. I don't know. And was he ever really at rehab, child, or all-expense vacation at St. Regis somewhere <laughs> in, in, in Bora Bora? Like, girl, get off my line. Get, get off my hey. line with this foolishness. Let's try to squeeze this last story in before the break. Speaking of the Red Table uh, talk, Janelle Monet appeared on the first episode and came out as non-binary. I think she did this last year, though, which she made a comment about this. So Monet said, I'm non-binary, so I just don't see myself as a woman solely. I feel all of my energy. I feel like God is so much bigger than he or she. She continued with, but I will always, always stand with women. I will always stand with black women, but I just see everything that I'm beyond the binary. What are your thoughts? And are you surprised? Q, what do you think about this story? Um, not much. I mean... <laughs> Janelle Monet, we been knew you was eating more than Pizza Hut. 
Uh, that's number one. Uh, <laughs> if them damn tuxedos and them bow ties wasn't a giveaway, uh, that's number two. Number three, you know, my personal take right now with the binary, non-binary, non-gender conforming, I really just want us to get to a place where we don't even have to announce anymore, where if I decide to wear a suit or if I decide to wear a skirt, that I don't have to walk into work tomorrow and check a box and say, because I have a penis and I am wearing this skirt, I am non-binary. I want us to get to a place where people can just be spirits and people and it just is what it is and it doesn't matter which box you check on the census. Now, what do you think? You know, let, let me tell you something. Uh, what a journey this woman has been on. <laughs> She's gone from straight to bisexual, from bisexual to pansexual, pansexual to now non-binary. Um, What's interesting to me, though, and look, she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful, but she's always, always give masculine energy. Like she's been, she's been, able, she's one of those entertainers to me that's been able to be beautiful, a beautiful female, but also give you masculine and female and female energy. How she dolls herself up, that masculine energy always kind of like seep through, which I always felt it was fascinating because she was just absolutely beautiful as a woman, as a woman. I'm going to put this out there. I, I definitely would date someone like Janae, Janelle Monet for sure. So are you tossing your hat into the ring? <laughs> I'm tossing my hat into the ring. I, I, I really think that uh, she and I could probably get along. Chad, if Janelle Monae is watching. Hold on, Claudia. <laughs> Chad, you done ran off with one lady money. This one ain't finna let you know with all I'll let you get all your jokes out. I'm going to let you get all your jokes out. Run for the hills, Janelle <laughs> Run for the hills. <laughs> if Janelle Monae is watching right now, and I believe she does, what would you say, Al, before we go to break, you're going to take us a break. Look into uh, the camera and make your bid for Janelle Monet to go on. No, it, it wouldn't be a bid. I would I would definitely, Janelle, ja, I got to get her name right first. Janelle, I would definitely like to like to share something with you. You're a big energy person. I'm a big energy person. I feel like how you explained your journey makes a lot of sense to me. It resonates with me. If it doesn't turn into anything, at least it's the two of us vibe and enjoy each other's time. And if it do turn into anything, get a prenup, girl. <laughs> that part. That, that part. I'll make a dollar Reynolds. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we're going to be back. And we're going to see if Janelle Monet hits us up on the line and see if we can make this love connection real quick. This is going to be hilarious. Okay, we'll be right back. Oh, welcome back to TJF. Y'all are hilarious. Okay, anyways, uh, let's get into this tea. Nene Leakes, uh, the former star of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, is suing the production company that is uh, that produces the show, NBC Universal, Bravo Network, and Andy Cohen for allegedly fostering a toxic and racist work environment during her seven seasons on the show. In the suit, Leakes says she complained to executives about years of racist remarks by former co-star Kim zolciak Behrman, who allegedly called Neeks Leaks a roach net her home a roach nest and one said on the show I don't want to sit around with needy and eat chicken although it was a barbecue okay the suit also implied that Kim falsely claimed Leaks used drugs and called fellow black housewife Candy Burris neighborhood the ghetto 
Uh, and Leaks alleges that Kim used the N-word in reference to Leaks and other castmates after an argument. Okay, these allegations are, are, are pretty serious. And um, let's get into this. Do you think Nene has a chance of winning her case? Al, I know that's your friend. Let's get into that. And I know, Q, you made a video about this. So let's talk about this. Al, what do you think about this? Well, you know, Nene is my sister, and I'm going to support her in whatever she does. You know, the same, just like she's taking on one of the largest uh, franchises and networks and television, is the same way I took on one of the largest financial firms um, in, in the world with a racial discrimination, a racial discrimination case, which was the largest in the history of civil rights. And you see how it turned out for me, which was very positive. So I only wish Nene the best in this because racial discrimination is very, uh, what I want to say, personal. And, and until you've been a victim of it, you really don't understand it, especially at the workplace, and especially if it's a hostile work environment. Q, what do you think? I saw your video. So let me start off by saying this. If the woman has a legitimate case, I wanted to have it. If, if legitimate racist things have happened to her, not racist incidents that you've now reverse engineered to fit the narrative that you're trying to paint because you're mad. But if racist things truly did happen to you, then I want you to get everything that comes along with this. But I just have a couple questions. When did they get racist? Was it before you got rich or after you got rich? Did they get racist after you fell out with Bravo Andy or were they racist when you planned his baby shower and you were in his good graces? It would seem to me that I was part of an ensemble cast and if one, if, if me, you and Al, if I felt as if one of you were racist and we worked together, I could assure you every day that we came to work, I would not be talking to you. I'd probably be cussing your ass out by the water cooler every time I saw you. I read certain parts of the thing that said, you know, Kim did this, Kim did that, Kim did this, Kim did that. But you kept going back and being friends with Kim. You and Kim just did a live last year, and now you're using her as one of the mainstays of the racism that you're saying that they fostered and facilitated. So for me, it's feeling as if you did not get your way, things didn't go the way you want, and now you want to reverse engineer these incidences and paste them together to create racism. Listen, you. anytime you work, like, 20 seconds and I'm done. Anytime you work for an all-white corporate establishment, there is always going to be some level of racial bias, so on and so forth. We as Black people, we've come to know that in the workplace. But I, it, 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 uh, seeing how Nene left Housewives, it just feels a little odd that now all of a sudden you've experienced so much racism. So I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna, uh... Uh, coattail on that cue. You know, they said that the same thing about us African-American bankers um, who, who joined the lawsuit and actually won the $160 million. And they were like, they said to us, why all of a sudden now, after you've made your millions, are you joining this lawsuit and you're now suing? This is the deal. 
When you're in the process of being discriminated against and you're making good money that you're helping your family out, you're helping to pay for your mother's house, you're helping to put your kids through school, you're getting a house, you're helping a village, you are just trying to make money to make life better. And you are still experiencing the racism. You've got to eat, your family's got to eat, your kids got to eat. And she did it in such a big way and her career just exploded. You can't just step out of that after making millions of dollars and say, hey, I'm, you know, it is racism and I got to stop. You got to think about all the mouths you feed, all the people that you touch and you help. So it's not that easy to say, oh, I'm being racist, you know, this is, they're being racist toward me and I'm going to throw a flag in. You have to really think about how that's going to affect you, your family, your kids, your community. It's not as simple as, as you're making it out to be. Even though in the entertainment world, it can look like that. I think the reason why I'm triggered here is because that's the same thing they said to us at trial. And it was it was beyond hurtful to hear people say that all of a sudden now we're trying to do a money grab. That's not fair. Al, I, I, um, I relate because I also had to sue a network one time. I had a super a major production company. They settled with me out of court because I had a very slam dunk case. I had evidence. I had witnesses. I had a clear timeline. I had, you saw a day that I, I put in a complaint and it wasn't 11 years later. I will say this. I am a person that supports people that comes out. Like whenever you come out is when you come out. But what's going to hurt her, and again, I don't have any hatred to this woman. I really don't. I just want to talk about this as a news story. To take me and our, her, our history on the show so many years ago out of it. I just want to be able to speak freely about this. Mm-hmm. What I think she's going to have a tough time with the very person that you say did the most offensive things to you is not named in the lawsuit, number one. Number two, there was many, many incidents of y'all kicking and being cool and you're showing so much love for each other. I think when someone called me a nigga, uh, the N-word, and was racist towards me, that would be the end of any kind of amicable relationship. So I hope that she has a lot more to back this than what we're hearing, because what we're hearing right now makes for a very weak case, and it's going to give the optics of sour grapes. You know, again, I don't know. I don't know the specifics. I heard it's like an 87-page complaint, and I know better than to just assume based on a couple headlines. But I will say this. If it's just that, I think it's uh, it's it's very it's going to be a very uh, steep mountain to climb. But again, mm-hmm. I've been I had a racial I had a discrimination case and a sexual harassment case case and a retaliation case before. So I get it. I know how it goes. I do know the games that networks play, but you won't catch me with the man that grabbed my butt and told, told, called said all kind of kinds of things about us and called us cunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to be on live kicking together. So I hope that what she has for her sake is more powerful than what we've been able to hear so far, you know, and I'm just, okay. All right. I think, okay, good conversation now. Moving on. <laughs> we got through that one. Didn't we? Yeah. Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me take a drink. <laughs> we'll wait to see. Tomorrow, but the fallout of me. <laughs> that was professional fish just now, wasn't it, Q? Indeed. Okay. Okay, rumors have been circulating on social media about Benzino being in an alleged relationship with transgender model Shauna Brooks. 
Benzino denied the rumors and tweeted messages between him and Brooks uh, where he appears to threaten her life. Benzino wrote, I will sleep good knowing that I defended my name, honor, reputation, and legacy. I don't give a F about you commenting on here. This is a safe place for cowards and P-words. I'm really outside and I never in my life had security. <coughs> I'm not into chicks with Ds or gay men. If that's what y'all like, then that's y'all. He continued with, so keep the same energy when you see me in person and I hope you're willing to die for yours and I'm ready to die for mine. Signed, Raymond E. Scott, a.k.a. Benzino, a.k.a. Ray Dog, a.k.a. The Zester. What are your thoughts on this story about, you know, this whole Shauna Brooks and, and, and Benzino situation? Q, do you know Shauna? I've met her. Um, okay. I don't know her personally. We share a slew of mutual friends mm-hmm. who know her very closely. And I hate, I hate this story, right? Because obviously with me being a member of the community, you know, I'm supposed to be, you know, the, the biggest advocate and so on and so forth. But I'm going to say this, and this is the issue that I have with certain trans women who why right just the why right and benzino did a follow-up interview with candy where he referred to shauna brooks as a clout chaser and she was saying clout chasing for what i didn't gain anything from this and she dressed up her outing of benzino as a i am tired of y'all um loving us in private but won't love us in public. And I have a rebuttal to that for Shauna and all the other trans girls. In 2022, that's not what's going on. Mm -hmm. In 2022, there are plenty of men out there who love trans women. The Mm -hmm. internet has created a space where you can go out and you can canoodle with those men who want you and who are proud to be with you. Much like female groupies, much like male groupies, y'all have these fantasies of getting with these high-powered celebrity men. You build these sandcastles in the sky that you're going to be living like Michelle Obama and Oprah, and then it doesn't work out, and then it becomes you love it on me on private. Also, with Shauna being as big as she is in the community, you have to put the betterment of the community beyond your own selfish desires. People mm-hmm. already have these types of issues with the trans girls. Y'all, they, they already say things like, y'all go around tricking people. Y'all always trying to make somebody look like they y'all boyfriend. You make all trans people look like circus freaks. Yep. When you do this whole outing thing, Uh it was uncalled for. You did damage to the community, the very community that's already being damaged to the max at this point. And Shauna, shame on you. Shame on you for doing this. I'm going to piggyback off of you. I've had some experience with Shauna and and being some messy shit on the Internet. I'm like, what is going on here? Here's my thing. I am going to always talk about the double standard here with the community. If you want it to be fair and you want it to be equal, then be that. If it is wrong to out someone, a straight person to do this, to, if it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't see, I, I feel like it's like you're holding on to the big jokers. Like, I'm going to just like, I'm going to embarrass you. I just think that is so wrong to out people like that, that you were canoodling with and using the uh, excuse. Well, I don't want to be loved in private. It seems like, and I watched the interview today with uh, Candy on Speak On It on YouTube, 
And it seems like there perhaps may not have even been an, a face-to-face meeting with Shauna and Benzino. That's what he's stating. And he's saying, I've never met her in person. She wanted to rent out the crab uh, restaurant that he has. And they never really did it. And she was recording all the conversations. A, red flag. You were planning on dropping those at a later date. Like, you know what I mean? You got to look at people sideways when they're recording things when you're supposed to be cool. And I think that a lot of people are just so trying to have a moment that they'll use anything. And Shauna, I'm sorry. I think you're kind of a cloud chaser. I really do. And Benzino's been in the news every day the last couple of weeks. And you're hopping on that. If you're a trans woman and you really want to just be loved publicly, do you think this is going to help you? I don't. Uh, uh. And and, and I, I, I actually, you know, I... Benzino used very violent language about what he would do. Uh But if you're being lied on, I understand the frustration. Uh Al, what do you think about this? I know it's a complicated story. You guys, you guys have just, you guys nailed this, this conversation. Um, I just don't like how he's being treated in the media around this. Benzino is a cool dude. I mean, Benzino is not problematic. Benzino stays working hard. Claudia, you worked with him on one of the shows you did. Like I have, they, and I did his video. Benzino is not one of those dudes that how they have pictured him or how they're lacing this story around him that it that he, you know he deserves this. Benzino's <clears throat> not non-problematic. Benzino's a cool dude. He's always been nice and respectful, at least when I worked with him when I was on you guys' show. Uh, he's always been welcoming. His daughter's doing great things. It's just really sad to watch in the media how this triggered an outing of more than just Benzino, as you've seen with the 50 Cent incident. And also the triggering, the other trigger for me is exactly what Q said. Like what trans women in this space, like this really doesn't make for what she said, the reason why she did it, make people want to be out and open with you if you're out in them like this. I mean, if it you sit there and say, it may, it, 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 they're already an easy target for hate amongst the black community. That's already right. a whole nother conversation, toxic masculinity, all that stuff. You've just made it worse. Right. You've just given them fuel for the already ignorant reasons as to why they're going around killing and abusing trans women, which I don't agree with, but what you did are all the reasons they use to justify in doing so. And this is what I want, Shauna. If it's true, God damn it! at this point, you don't open up the floodgates, show us the naked pictures, show us the pictures. You claim you got more. You claim, oh, you know, I ain't going on no press tour and, and I've turned down interviews. Don't turn them down. If you got receipts, show them. the receipts at this point. But here's the thing that I think is really damaging to the trans community. You know, you say, I'm a woman. I want equality. I feel this is who I am. And then you get with a man, allegedly. I'm not saying that she got with Benzino, but you get with a man, right? I'm not separating the two. And then when things don't go your way, you always have that big joker to slap down to blackmail this person, to said person. And I don't think that's right. So which is it? Are you living? Are you a woman? Or Or are you you a circus to be ashamed of? Right. So you're using that to embarrass the person that is even open-minded enough to even deal with you and to enter into a relationship with you. And then when it's at your convenience, when it like you, you're in your feelings, you can destroy this person. I don't think that's right. Now I'm seeing people in the chat saying that, uh, Something with T.S. Madison said it's something that they were all together that they did meet. I don't know. We will get to the bottom of this. We will actually do some more investigating about this. But I just feel like 
we just got to get to a place where we stop having two sets of rules for the two communities. And I'll say this too, Claudia, before we go to commercial, like I said at the beginning of my soliloquy, we live in a world now for trans women and gay men that there is no reason for you to be with somebody who is closeted, who's ashamed of you. That's a choice that you make in 2022. Y'all, a lot of y'all don't know this about me. I have a personal rule. I do not hang out with DL men and I will not date one. If you are on the down low, you cannot be my friend because I'm not going back in the closet for you. I remember what it feels like being in the closet and it is so hard being friends with DL men. I'm, I'm not going to be no friends with no DL man and I'm not damn sure ain't going to date one and hunch one. The same holds true for trans. There's whole websites dedicated to men who love trans women. So all of this being loved in private, that's bullshit. That's a choice you made, if that's true, to be with a man that was going to love you in private, because there is a sea of men who would be willing to love you in public. On that note, very well said. Great conversation, fellas. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the soulmates. Keep it popping in the chat. Throw up some flames and some thumbs up if you're enjoying the show. Okay, we got to pay some bills. So we can get our money on and so Q can continue to buy Versace drawers and be on boats and, and Al can keep on changing out his lamps. All right, ladies, I want to tell you about a new bra that my friends love. And I think you will, too. Uh, if you're like me, you're probably, you know, over going from mall to mall, trying on 10 different bras to find the perfect one. It's annoying, right? And the perfect fit, but nothing fits right. So here's something that I now know about bras. Traditional bras usually have cup gaps or stuff with unnatural padding because industry standards were designed for a 36C. But pepper bras are specifically designed for double A to B cups. Now, basically, they're designed for you. Founded by women, pepper bras provide the perfect fit and flattering lift with no more cup gaps. Pepper is the bra brand for small chested women that finally fits. It's the best bra for AA to B cups and sold out 15 times last year. Now, Pepper's mission is to inspire women to embrace the flat and flattering with bras that celebrate your body exactly as it is. No more gaps or unnatural padding to make you look two sizes bigger. And Pepper has over 11,000 five-star reviews. Now, women love Pepper, and for many of them, this is the first bra in their life that actually fits. It's so comfortable that you won't notice you're wearing it. Now, ladies, get 20% off your first order when you go to wearpepper.com slash T. That's W-E-A-R, pepper.com slash T to get 20% off your first order. Again, that's W-E-A-R, pepper.com slash T. Now, terms apply, available at wearpepper.com slash T. Go ahead, ladies, get your bra. Perfectly fit with pepper bras. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We have a lot more show for you, so stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates, if you're enjoying the show, throw some flames in the chat. Q, since we're the only ones drinking tonight, let's take a sip real quick. <laughs> you guys are horrible. Mm. And I'm gonna go down to the bar with a Honda Cosby. I'm going to get with Miss Kenny. She's going to roll her kiki all over the dance floor tonight. I don't know why I'm feeling so good this Friday. Me too. You know, because I'm feeling good. Like, you got that Google check. I'm with you too. 
I'm I'm going to hit the casino tonight. We're going to go ahead and hit this bonus on the crap table real quick. I'm going to go ahead and flip this money. Um, Al, I'm sorry your immune system will not allow you to have alcohol tonight. <laughs> Maybe next week. Speaking of bad immune systems, Omarosa. Wait, that's a bad segue. I can't do that. <laughs> no, wait. Give me that's something. Give me something, y'all. Speaking well, of bad when your pH often is smell like. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you what you say it smell like? Tilapia and grouper. I'm just telling you what the people said. I know say people, allegedly, Q. Say allegedly. allegedly. I know some people that worked in production on the show that she was on, and they said that thing smelled like tilapia and grouper. Allegedly. What does tilapia smell like, Q? Oh, because you so bougie, you ain't never ate Sam's Club fish. <laughs> <laughs> what does it smell like, Q? Death. You ever have a fish tank when the fish got the blue? Anyways, you know what? We're going to move on and be professional right now. Okay. Fish I'm so burn in the kitchen. Being so burn on the grill. <laughs> you know, I have a lot to say, but I'm really trying to bite my tongue right now. Amarosa Newman was awarded, awarded more than $1.3 million in attorney's fees and costs this week after previously prevailing in a feud over whether she had violated her Trump campaign non-disclosure agreement. Now, the award comes nearly seven months after an arbitrator ruled that Omarosa's in her favor that a confidentiality agreement she signed while working on Trump's 2016 campaign was invalid under New York law. Now, the Trump campaign filed the lawsuit in arbitration in 2018, in August, on the same day that Newman's book came out unhinged about Donald Trump, which she was telling all, spilling all the tea. And in her book, Omarosa accused Trump of using racist language and claims that tapes exist of Trump using racial slurs. Al Reynolds, I know you're going to save us in this segment and be the classy-based one, as Q says. What are your thoughts on this big win for Reverend Omarosa? Oh, lady of God. So listen, I know a lot of people think that this is a win for Amarosa, but in fact- Wait, 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 real quick, Al. Why is the chat putting fish all up and down the chat? Y'all, stop, <laughs> you're distracting me. Okay, go ahead, please. No tilapia smell like fish. <laughs> anyway, I know a lot of people think that Amarosa, this is actually a win on Amarosa. And when, at first look, I was like, dang, that woman stay winning. She stay in the media and stay winning. But I, I did more research, everyone. So this is actually not a huge win for her, but it is kind of. So what the Trump team tried to do, the law team tried to do, was bury her in law bills. So they had raked up her defending herself and them doing the complaint over and over and over and over and over. They had raked up about a million two to close to a million three in law bills. And so she wanted arbitration to have the law bills paid. So the 1.3 win, 1293, $1,293,000 goes to paying her law bill because they found out that non-disclosure actually was not as effective as it should be. And she took home only around $17,000. So even though the headlines make it look like she got a million three from Donald, she only got $17,000. And as far as I'm both concerned, her and Donald both can exit stage left. 
Thank you, Howard Reynolds, for saving the segment. Q, what do you think about this segment? So then let me ask you this. I know that they went and arbitrated for the law bills and they found out that the, the, the non-disclosure didn't, didn't hold up or whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, what was the ruling on whatever monetary damages she was seeking? She for did not the- get them, because you're right, smart question. So she had originally wanted close to $4 million for all of this distress. And the arbitrator said, absolutely not. The most we're going to give you is $17,300. She wanted 3.8 or 3.9. Well, you know what? Considering that they're both egomaniacs, and the fact that she don't need the money, the, the, the boost to her ego is enough for her. I won. Yeah. You know, her, my, yeah. I won. Right. Or to be in the media. Yeah, you're right. Well, she's yeah. always been good at that now. I, I will give you this. I, I don't I don't F for her no more. We used to be really good friends because I never watched her on television. We were friends and we had a lot of conversations. I she's a person that I wish would use her superpowers, which is her intelligence. The woman is brilliant. You can't take that away from her, whether you like her or you don't. The woman is brilliant. She really is. I just wish her moral compass was more in order. You know what I mean? I just feel like she goes with the wind. This is my opinion. That's not a foxhole. She just the, 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 the biggest opportunities I've ever seen in my life. Now we need that right to succeed. But I just feel like I don't know what she stands for. I really don't like your, your champion for Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And then you're all upon Donald Trump's orange nutsack. You know what I mean? And, 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 and the, the way she carried on about him and it just, I've had conversations with Donald Trump about her and the things he would say about her. She would look foolish for the way she capped for him. And she did. She looked like a bed wench. It looked awful. And I, and I, 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 I just cannot stress enough. This woman is brilliant. And I wish she would use her powers for good. And I'm going to move I on. Think from you know what? I think she's one of those people that um, anything to get me, me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if, if a check come with it, and there are some people that that is what success looks like by right. any means necessary loyalty to any devil. Oh, I made a million last year, but they offered me five million over here. That means I'm being more successful. I moved up. And I think she's one of those people. In my opinion of her with my dealings, is I don't think she's a happy person deep down. I don't. I don't. I was at the funeral. I saw things that I will speak on one day. But I think when it comes down to it, I don't know if she has real genuine friendships in her life. If everything is about an opportunity, how could you? I'm Rosa, the woman that I met when we had our conversations. If you would just just funnel that energy into something good and just stop being such a narcissist, in my opinion, I think you could really do some main major things in this world, but you won't. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Uh, Ashlyn, one of the soulmates, uh, she asked if I got lash extensions. Yes, I did. So they can finally stop being one down, one up, because I'm terrible <laughs> at putting on lashes. That money real worst. good over there for Claudia. I got them fixed. I got, them, I got the individuals. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's get into this Trey Songz story. According to TMZ, a new Trey Songz accuser, Megan Johnson, sent Songz a letter demanding he pays for allegedly groping her at an event in 2013 August with a video of the alleged incident. Now, in the video, Johnson and Trey Songs are talking before he seemingly pulls down her bikini top, exposing her breasts. He then chanted titty in the open multiple times before the video ends. 
Do you think Trey Songs should stay out of the spotlight for a while? And what do you think about this, Al? Let's start with you. You know, I, any type of abuse, any type of sexual abuse to a woman is wrong, like 100% wrong. Um, but I think Trey Song has bigger, bigger issues to deal with. He's got that Miami rape. He's got that anal rape charge in Los Angeles back in February. He's got that big rape where there was actually physically women raped, penetrated, allegedly, all allegedly, right? And he has denied all of that. This particular one is just confusing to me, not saying that it's right, but it is very confusing to me because this happened over 10 years ago. And the statute of limitation in the state of Connecticut is three years unless she has memory loss or something triggered her to remember it again. So she's got a little bit of a fight on this one. But the funny part was that the lawyer said he'll let it, he'll make it all go away if he pays her $5 million. So oh, wow. those are the facts. You guys tell me what's really going on here. Wow. Q, what are your thoughts? So, you know, Alice did a very good job of outlining that it does look like Trey Songs has a predatory, predator problem, okay, period, hard stop. I looked at that video, right, and I just thought back to, like, my college days and the way that sometimes we horse played as co-eds, and it felt a little innocent. But then I had to put my Me Too hat on, and I had to say, well, maybe because I'm a man that that felt innocent, that that's never innocent to a girl, but I can look back in college and, you know, we would be at pool parties and people did kind of horseplay like that. And it, yeah, you know, it just mm. was what it was. It wasn't that big of a deal, but when you, and she seemed to be laughing. Now some people can argue that it was nervous laughter from embarrassment. I mean, I have definitely been in pool party situations where somebody's ran and pulled my shorts down and everybody burst out laughing. It's the things that, that young people sometimes get into when beer and alcohol is involved. However, I think for Trey songs, A songs, B songs, and D songs, y'all have got to realize that y'all are celebrities and y'all don't get afforded the same luxuries that normal young people do. And at this point, y'all just need to roll with entourages of boys and straight up just stay away from these women in clubs pool party situations or situations where they have very minimal clothing on. I agree. You know, like things are changing really quickly, you know? Um, so uh, things that were cool, like you look back and watch all in the family, Archie Bunker, the things he would get away with saying were so bigot, bigot, bigoted. Yeah. Is that a word? And, yeah, and racist <laughs> and sexist, but things change. We evolved. So the things that played okay 10 years ago are not playing well now. Mm-hmm. The, the jokes we get away with are not getting, we're not getting away with them now. There's been a correction and some may think it's an overcorrection. I saw the video and he pulled her boob out and, and she laughed and people could say, oh, she was with it. What are you supposed to do when you're around? A, I understand that nervous reaction, but I also understand people that are with it and then change their tune when they want to hop on a bandwagon. So right. it's really being difficult. To, it's, it's been difficult to kind of differentiate what is what is what. You know, and we only have a 45 seconds left. I don't think we have enough time. We were going to talk about future being toxic. But like I said, on Wednesday, he'll still be toxic on next Wednesday. So we'll get into it on Wednesday. Um, fellas, this was a great, great show. I really enjoyed the yeah, conversation tonight. It was, 
It was good stuff. I did too. And I want to say this: five million is a lot. No tea, no shade. I feel like if they offer that whole fifteen thousand, she'll take it and go. <laughs> and there's women that were raped, including Desiree Washington, that didn't get anything near that. You know what I mean? So I, I think we got to kind of like keep things in perspective, like, w- you know, what is what? You know what I mean? But again, um, fantastic show. Y'all got any plans for the weekend? Baby, uh, I got a, a, a kid's birthday party to go to, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to try to get well and make a 420 day that I miss. All right, y'all want to thank my co-host, Funky Not Even, Al Reynolds. Thanks for watching us. Stay tuned for In the House. We'll, we'll see you. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye, soulmates. <laughs>